Welcome to the Marketer Whisperer. In each episode, I'll focus on a particular aspect of marketing leadership with backstories and practical tips to boost your confidence without sacrificing who you are. Now let's dive into this week's topic. This is not new, but it's however not changed. We continue to work in an increasingly fast-paced work environment and people who have reflective personality um, often feel pressured to abandon their thoughtful nature or maybe even risk being undermined. Many workplaces, I find, cater primarily to the fast and hurried pace of the direct and decisive red personalities. You know the red stuff from the disc profile. Uh, well, this is not new, but it is fair to say that it's not changed. We continue to work in an increasingly fast-paced work environment and it doesn't have a FMCG organization, it doesn't have to be them. And in these places, reflective personalities often feel pressured to abandon their thoughtful nature or risk being undermined even. These workplaces usually cater primarily to the fast and hurried pace of the direct, decisive kind of red personalities. You know what I mean? It's the four colors from, from the DISC personality test, red. In the past few we um, week only, actually, yeah, about 10 days ago, I've talked to three marketeers across global and local teams who have mentioned similar challenges of not having the right environment, which is space and time to think. So simply seeing that their leaders reward quick reactions and snap judgments, even the agencies put pressure on them for getting feedback on the spot, you know, about the, the creative proposal straight off the bat. So fair enough, these marketeers have said to me, you know, they, they realize and understand that there, there is a need for rapid thoughts and exchanges and, you know, feedback in, in the moment. However, the exact same time pressure is experienced for topics that would actually benefit from more thinking time, the strategic long-term impact type of thinking and decisions to make. Um, this lighting speed rate of decision, I don't think there's any other appropriate um, expression for it, um, make, making fails to tap into the, the, the immense potential of reflective temperament. You know, those personalities that you might have and that I do sometimes. These guys are connecting many, many dots when given the space to do so. They ideate, they create value that we simply can't have in a fiery type discussion. And this is really big. And so what is a reflector? Reflective marketeers are essentially people who are quite analytical, philosophical and introspective. That's a key one. They prefer to thoroughly weighing options before reaching conclusions. These marketers consider all angles of complex business um, and brand problems and they assess with a lot of thoughts interpersonal dynamics before responding. So they have quite a bit of emotional intelligence in, in, in them, actually. One of their biggest strengths lies in their depth of reflection because that allows them to get to the heart of the issue and avoid rash choices. Um, they are very critical in a team, as much, you know, as, much as um, the other personalities are, but often I see, I see their style being undermined in certain organizations where the more rushed profiles are favored which is a shame. Um, their work habitat, if um, I could kind of borrow that, that um, expression, isn't suited to their style. 
Um, the rapid pace expected in most modern offices leaves very little room, let alone if we're talking, you know, FMCG businesses, for extended contemplation and thought, a thoughtful process. Um, reflectors feel stressed when asked to give instant feedback in meetings or rapidly weigh in on complex strategic decisions. They are getting anxious and stressed. So, you know, when it gets busy in your head about the pressure that you have that or that you're under in order to give a, a feedback to make up uh, to make up your mind or give a decision or an opinion straight away without having the time to look at the situation and have some thoughts, it's stressful. So their natural hesitation before responding gets perceived as indecision or disinterest by many more impatient colleagues and leaders. And especially if those guys tend to have a natural red profile. So over time, that pressure to keep up with the hustle and bustle causes those you know, reflectors to mask their reflective tendencies. So they basically hide it. And what we see in a office is that they override their need for thoughtful analysis in order to blend in and not feel left out or isolated. So through all my coaching sessions, I have actually come across numerous times um, their imposter syndrome flaring up in these situations uh, when they, they recall those, those, those moments. So stifling their needs has disastrous consequences, really big. When marketing reflectors feel forced to respond in haste, both, both them and their organizations um, and the brands, of course, always suffer the consequences. So there's actually five that I'd like to mention. The first one is burnout, and it's quite a big one. Um, when they are repeatedly denied their natural need for reflection, it exhausts their mental energy over time, and it leads them to emotional exhaustion. Exhaustion, sorry, can't pronounce that word. Um, this, you can, you can actually see and notice a few signs if you're um, observant enough. Uh, please give them some space and time to think. The second one is, um, the certain, second consequence is poor decision making. When you rush responses, um, when you're rushing them to make responses, it disturbs their analytical approach. And that results in solutions that are not fully thought through, that may leave them feeling unfulfilled and unmotivated as they know they could have brought in more value with the right thinking, time and space. The third one is that they, they tend to then conform, not contribute. So what you, you, you'll see um, happen is they start relying on more snap, emotion-based type judgments, like their red peers, rather than applying their strengths, so, which is the in-depth reflection. Becoming someone you're not is sacrificing who you are, and that's not just exhausting, it really makes you feel incompetent in your head, so the imposter syndrome is flaring up again, and you really, you really do become unmotivated. The fourth one is, um, the consequence is less work, workspace diversity. We talk a lot about DNI, how to make our colleagues, you know, dealing with HD, uh, ADHD understood and giving them the right space, for example. But we need to extend that to other thinking styles. If not, they simply quit their job, to be quite frank. Um, because they feel inadequate, they think they can't deal with fast-paced roles, assuming that it is their inability to do so, which in turn shrinks the variety of thinking styles in the workplace, in a brand team, in the department, which isn't really conducive to um, higher value. 
And the last consequence is loss of key competencies. If you lose these guys, if you look, if you lo if you do lo lose the reflectors, you lose strategic thinking, you lose creativity, you lose diplomacy, and you lose fairness. You lose their natural ability to analyze current approaches to recognize where innovation opportunities lie. These are massive strengths you do not want to lose. So how do we make space for marketing reflectors? So unless you're a reflector yourself, this reflective approach to get things frequently misunderstood, um, it's, it, it, it really does. It's a shame that these guys shine when you know, they are given a room for deep analysis on complex problems. So some of the strengths that reflectors have include step-by-step um, -step thinking. It allows them to design roadmaps that you can execute, you know, brand plans and planning processes. This is quite key um, to have in the team. Um, careful risk analysis as well that prevents too quick a move that seems exciting uh, uh, back in the moment, but rather than careful, especially when brand equity and the long-term impact of a decision is involved in a marketing world. This is something to really think about. Um, they also are great at taking a bird's eye view. They can bring out of the box solutions and because they're simply great creative thinkers. Um, put them in front of a blank you know, page of paper or ask them to come up with an idea in front of 10 people. They will, they will just stare and get anxious and just nothing will come out. Let them have a walk around the office for five minutes. They'll come back with a bunch of ideas, great ideas. They're awesome at building teams and ensuring that the team cohesion is, is, is there and present by being thoughtful, by being patient, and also by intently listening because that has the, the, the positive impact of diffusing conflicts. That's an amazing thing to have. Um, so that's especially crucial for marketeers because we deal with the sales teams and we the sales team, sorry, and we know that marketing versus sales equals tension and conflict. Um, and there's also tension between the global and the local marketing teams. Um, that, that is quite um, something that we see. So the reflectors here are really good at um, building bridges between teams that otherwise would have some tension being built. They are very able to question the status quo in order to uncover game-changing ideas. They are really good at that because if you give them space, they get the perspective and the distance to the problem to see stuff from that bird's eye view that I've mentioned before. Um, and they can break down issues and really look closely at assumptions because that, that's an amazing thing to have um, as it leads to constructive critiques rather than criticism. So when an organization adapts to support both fast-paced and reflecting work styles, we need both. They gain far more than just faster output. They create room for innovation, and that's a critical foundation for any brand. They improve team synergy um, by naturally using the, the strengths of the, these reflectors. And because also these reflectors feel empowered to be able to think creatively in line with their natural talents. And that's all we want to do, right? We want people to recognize what they are really bloody good at naturally and to nurture this, to use this even more. The entire company wins when all temperaments and personalities expand possibilities rather than conform to constraints. So 
how can your organization support marketing reflectors? So there's a, a few points here. The first one is to set reasonable turnaround time expectations. So for example, make it clear they have, you know, full license to take two days or more to formulate responses or feedbacks on a proposal, a plan. So building flexible deadlines into the process. That's what I'm saying, not necessarily two days. Remember, they're also not stupid. They're understanding that, you know, um, they're understanding humans and they know that they can't expect two days to be a rule for everything in, in the workplace. Some things have to, um, you know, they weren't quick decisions or feedbacks on the, on the spot, but simply be reasonable in the way the business is run to allow, allow space to think. And especially when it comes to critical strategic pieces, the, you'll get so much more uh, from them if you do that. The second point is to provide private spaces for reflection at work. That offers um, these guys a breathing area of calm to make sure that they have uninterrupted thinking. Those little booths, you know, that work well, the one or well, two people booths uh, working from home does magic too because they can just retreat and find a place where they can have silence if this is what they need. They can put some music if this is what helps them come up with better ideas. They can go for a walk in the forest or go for a run, whatever it is. Sometimes people find you know, their best ideas or their thoughts forming when they do something that is uh, physical as opposed to um, uh, intellectually stimulating um, activity. So if you're, for example, if you are to run an open group dialogue, a kind of a conversation in your team about a certain topic, Gather feedback from everyone, meaning including the marketing reflectors, using anonymous individual survey responses. They don't, they don't actually have to be anonymous, to be honest. It's just to give them um, space and time to share deeper insights only once they have formulated their thoughts in independently. So if you were to do that in a marketing meeting straight off the bat, you may have some of these guys struggling to kind of come up with opinions well-formed. Not that they're stupid, they are not stupid, they just, they feel a lot, they need time to put those words against the, 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 the feelings and the, the intuitions and the dots they are connecting. And they really go deep when they think about that. You'll get so much more value when you offer them the space to do so. Um, that really works uh, and I can promise that, promise that hands down. What about meetings? Marketeers and their back-to-back -back meeting kind of days. I mean, it's not just the, the, the only department that suffers from that, but this is really impacting us. Could you consider shortening one-hour meetings to, say, 50 minutes to allow, I mean, not just for the cup of tea that we all need, but also to reflect and recap on what's been done during that meeting and prepare for the next one? Um, and I'm going to jump to the next section, which is if you are a marketing reflector, here are a few things you could I've thought about, like four tips you could use in order to make it um, better for yourself. Have a few ready to says to get yourself the time and the space that you need to think if this is obviously appropriate. For example, creative agencies asking you for feedback on five proposals that they have just shown you. Um, colleagues asking for feedback on the spot or your, or, or your boss, for example, you could say something like, um, I'm happy to give you my first impressions now, but I'd like to take the time to think about it properly afterwards. I'll then 
come back to you with my consolidated views and maybe you can also add that you need to talk to a few uh, colleagues in order to consolidate the, the overall view how does that sound so first you're saying that you're okay to share something because you know for a creative agency the, the the worst case is that they come back to the office not knowing how the you know the 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 ideas the creative the core creative ideas or whatever uh, creative they've shown you uh, have landed so if you said that you give the first impressions that's that's going to be something for them to take away but then you're basically just stating that you need some more time to have some proper thoughts about it which may not be the same as the first impressions the first impressions do say a lot you know the the, the way it's called so maybe that's a, a thing you can say so just use this sentence a couple of times or can I can I take an hour or can I come back to you tomorrow? Um, I think I, I would really benefit from having some time to think and um, uh, about about what the proposal that you've shown me. You can also block some time at the end of the day for say twenty minutes. It doesn't have to be long. Fifteen twenty minutes to recap all the key takeaways from the day, all the meetings you've attended, the discussions that you've had, the things you want to find time and space for to think about and also to prepare for the following day's discussion points because I know how tiring it is to jump from one topic to another without breaks between meetings. I've actually literally had a, a coaching session today with someone who said I'm you know, working with a global team and also working for, for a lo local team and topics are completely different and it's really hard to jump from one topic to another. Um, this person was, a, was a, a reflector and so we had a discussion about how, how to make that work. The third one uh, would be to, if you're asked to give your opinion or for a decision and you can't afford to ask that you, you know, get back to them the next day or a few hours, simply just say that you want to take a you know, five minutes. Excuse yourself if you're in a meeting, for example, and go walk outside you know, the building if you can or even take a walk in the corridor. Just if this is what you need, just go away from people um, and, and get what you need. Get the space and time to think. Maybe you just want to sit in a quiet corner to have a um, that to connect the dots and make up your 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 own mind. Maybe you want to be in movement, so walking. Maybe you want to look out the window. Whatever it is, sometimes five minutes in a room on your own at work is all you need to have no distractions or mind stimuli from other discussions to make up your mind. And sometimes five five minutes in a room brings you way more thoughts than. 30 extra minutes in front of 10, 10 people. So the last one would be for tricky requests. If, if it comes from a person with a more impatient style, for example, acknowledge their expectations for a quick response. You know, make sure that they understand that you, you understand the need and tell them that you'd like to take, and you can add the appropriate amount of time here, to think uh, things through, to come back with a firm answer. Finish with, something like how does that sound because it's hard to disregard and it sounds empathetic enough usually um, so I'm really calling all of you reflectors and all of you leaders of reflectors to make and create space and time because both are two di dimensions that are key here for these guys um, because it's going to help them bring great value to their work to the discussions to your department to your reputation to the organization like I said sometimes five minutes away from a room is much more powerful for a reflector than 30 minutes extra surrounded by other meeting attendees chatting so quick decision makers are no better than reflectors 
both of these styles present really um, you know big positives and negatives depending on the situation we need both what I'm asking here is for everyone to understand respect and allow for all types so let me know how it goes and I hope it's been useful And thank you for joining me today. I hope it's been really useful to you. I've got one request. I'd love if you could rate this podcast because it really does help to reach more emerging leaders like you out there. So also, if you want to get in touch with me personally to discuss one-to-one, group coaching or workshops, opportunities, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest. And my name is Magali Leroux. You can find it in the bio of the show. Thanks for listening and speak very soon.